Hey guys, before we get started, send me NECA toys. Buy them for me and send them to my house. I'm obsessed with NECA. I'm a NECA fiend. I'm a NECA addict. Uh, it's called a necophiliac. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck up, dude. I can't. <laughs> that was fucking smoking, huh? To come off with that off the top. Oh, my God. That came out of nowhere. It slapped me in the face so hard. That was hysterical. <laughs> I mean, there's it's funny. Else. It's funny you opened that way because I was thinking, like, how cool is it that we have this show where we get to do all these things, including fucking play with toys and review toys and have fun with toys which we would be doing anyway, right? I mean, anybody who's watching the YouTube right now sees two glass towers packed full of NECA toys right behind me and, and a, an entire bookshelf full of NECA toys. I, like, I have... You should see his bed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am... I, yeah, I am definitely a necophiliac. I love these things. I, 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 any, you know, I'm trying to wean myself off of them and not by everyone that I see. Um, but... Uh, I'm a huge fan. I love them. I love them because they are just fun to pose. They are great sculpts. They are fantastic looking and they know what I want. And every time I'm like, I think my collection's done. They're like, how about this, this new RoboCop? I'm like, fine. How about this new, the thing toy from John Carpenter? Fine. Okay. I'll buy that too. Great. Like when they <laughs> re-released the Ninja Turtle monster ones, I did not buy them. I refrained, but oh, Damn, was that hard when they really the universal monster crossovers michelangelo as the mummy and it was the deteriorated face that became a meme mm -hmm. shut the fuck up <laughs> i was i was like but i don't need i don't need that i don't even have a ninja turtle yeah. collection that i'm displaying i love the ninja turtle universal monster crossover i love the neck and ninja turtles thing but i i like i have to pick and choose my fandom i have to because to me, something that I have discovered, my sign of my maturity as a fanboy is when I can say, I don't need that, and I'm still a fan. Mm, yeah, that's actually, that's very grown up of you, Rumi. That is hard to do. Like, the Toonie Terrors. Oh, man, they're great. I love, I'm like, I'm not collecting those. And the second I said that, everybody bought them for me. <laughs> so hard. <laughs> it's so hard not to do that sometimes, even if you're committed. Yeah. Uh, uh, Funko Pops. That is something I am not collecting. People have bought me tons of them. They're great. They're cool. I appreciate the sentiment, but that's not a collection of mine. And it's like to say that when they're all around you, like, hey, you don't get this. You are not a Star Wars fan. And I'm this like, is <gasps> exclusive. There's yeah. only 300 of these in the oh, world, and there's shit. one of them in front of you, right? Yeah, right. And, the, you know, and, and NECA is one of those tough ones because it's like, hey, I know exactly what you like. We have staffed our entire staff with people who you want to be friends with because they like all the same shit. Dude, yeah, yeah. Know? Everyone that works in this company, you could grab a beer with and just talk about whatever and have a good night. Hey, you're going to want to... You have contemplated buying a ticket to New York Comic Con for no reason just to get another Just to get this face. figure. Yeah. yeah. You have waited up till one in the morning just to try and get con exclusive. That's how obsessed I am with NECA. What? Let me ask you this. Go the opposite direction that you're saying about Funko and stuff. Pretend that you had unlimited space, so you had a thousand other shelves you could fill with whatever you want, and you had disposable income to the point where you could buy shit and not worry about that money. What is something specifically NECA that you would buy all of? Like for me, for sure, Predator. I would buy every fucking Predator figure they made. It doesn't matter. I would buy all of them. You'd buy the one that's like, I'm invisible, but I spilled mustard on my shirt. So yeah. It's like a little, little yellow. Stick. I'm invisible, but I also spilled ketchup on my shirt, but I'm a separate toy. I would buy like, the very rare uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme in the Predator suit. Uh, yeah. Red, uh, red uh, on production day. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Why haven't they made that yet? They're going to steal our idea. Watch. Um, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. You know, they are. God damn it. That was our idea. Um, dibs. Eh, so I already did it. I have all the Jason, every single one, even the one of his mother. That is super hard mm -hmm. to find. Yeah, yeah. His mother and the and the like the little dais with her head surrounded by candles. That was that was really hard to get. Um, do you have New Beginning? What's which one's what's new the beginning? one that's not Jason? The oh, one that's yeah, yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I got him twice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got them twice because I, I I like the weapons so much, and I built this thing where it's a clear Jason mask that's just covered in all the NECA weapons. That's, that's oh yeah yeah a, a life size Jason mask a right? life size Jason mask that's just covered in every weapon that that they came with, and I like those weapons so much 
um, that, that I had to buy it twice. Um, I have multiple ones of the sack head because one came and he didn't have bendable legs and the ultimate version came out and he came with a fire pit and I needed that fire pit. Um, the, <laughs> I love the Jason one that was just a bunch of heads from the covers of, of movies and every, like him with worms coming out of his eyes. There's one that's the yeah, hockey yeah. mask from part five that isn't, uh, that's not the same style of hockey mask. The one with all the holes all over it. Yep. I use mm-hmm. that one as a separate toy with and he's holding a chainsaw because he never had a chainsaw, but I just love the Texas Chainsaw Massacre chainsaw with that character mm. and that hockey mask looks cool. Um, I've I've gotten multiple Jason Part 7s because that's my favorite iteration of Jason. One of my least favorite of the series, but like when it comes to Kane Hodder being a badass, one of the best final girl fights, hands down for sure, but like the rest of the movies, I don't know, not, not the best, but I love that look with the you know, exposed backbone. I bought several of those because I needed the, the different mask iterations. And then I have one in a glass dome and he's like floating, you know, floating up from the rock. Oh, nice. So like, I yeah, so I'm still waiting. Ones we still don't have. Here's what I need. And we ask about it in this interview. I need Jason goes to space. I need the, the Uber Jason and the Jason when they find him in cryo freeze. You could probably also sell me him with like little ice crystals on him. I'd probably buy that. Just say <laughs> Um, you can make a little freezer box, right? Uh, then I also need uh, Jason takes Manhattan or Jason takes a boat, go to Manhattan <laughs> yeah. for the th- last third of the film. I need that. He better come with an electric guitar. Just saying. Um, and, and and Jason goes to hell. Yeah, several versions. You you could get me on on again. There's sure. Another. There's another one. If you're like, okay, Jason goes to hell. I want the one where he's like in his blue suit and in the mask, and the mask is like piercing into his head because he's all fat and bloated. But if you were also like, here's the guy who eats his heart, I'd be like, all right, getting that. Yeah, here's okay. Creighton Duke, hands down, getting that. Uh, <laughs> like here he is. Here's Jason as Fanny Flo, who runs the burger joint. I well, he, Jason, down yeah, getting them. Uh, but I have all of them so far, and uh, any it's Jasons so they funny make, you say that get. for two reasons. Because one, I think anyone who knows you knows that you're more of a Freddy guy than a Jason guy, as far as the character in the movies, right? Yep. Um, the franchise as well as the aesthetic and the design of the character. So it's interesting to hear you say that. That and I, I, there's plenty more move, uh, plenty well, more figures that it's purely because they're, they're yeah they don't have enough and they haven't made any Freddy figure. They made like a right. handful. I had to go back to like the old school NECA, you know, before the Ultimates, where they don't have the diaper joints in their legs. Right. And uh, I have I have the San Diego Comic Con exclusive from 2006 where Freddy doesn't have any makeup on. It's him as a human. Interesting. Don't, don't ask how much I paid for. That. Yeah. <laughs> So, but like the other thing is, I love all the Jason movies for what they are. But as far as collecting random toys, I would love to own every single NECA Jason figure because they're just so fucking cool. And I think it would make a great display to see all of the. Because I think when you don't know the movies, you just know Jason is a guy in a hockey mask, right? A large guy with random clothes on or coveralls or whatever. But there's actually a lot of differences between any two given movies, right? Literally any two given movies. It's really cool. And I think those um, figures really illustrate those differences. And like you said, you start to get into the weapons and stuff. But I just love how they look like I love you said six. You said seven is your favorite. Six is my favorite. And I love the design of that. And I love that you can kind of it's almost like it literally is a freeze frame where you could see the difference between his physical, his physicality, right? His body. Think of the Jason body in part three versus Kane Hodder, right? They're different, completely different builds. And it doesn't matter, but it's cool to see that. And those toys, you know, right? Part six. Uh, it, he's he's got accoutrement. He's got a belt, a utility belt. Utility yellow, belt. That's yeah. Gloves, one of my favorite. No reason. Some yeah. Knives. Yeah, man. Why not? Come on. Um, it it, it is funny though because I don't put all of them out. I have all of them, but I have my little cubby behind me, and it's got one Jason, his mom, and her head on a dais, and then in the drawer right below it are all the other Jasons, and like. Once a week, I'll swap it out to one that I want to see because I realized something. Again, maturity of a, of a real adult mm. adult collector. <laughs> the difference between clutter and curation is the ability to only display the thing that you need and not all the things that you have. That, I mean, I want to make fun of you so badly, but, but I so, can't because that's genius. Yeah, right? no, that's that's some big boy shit right there. Because and and the thing that made me realize is I saw a video of like behind the scenes at some museum of natural history and it was just shelf after shelf after shelf of dead birds and like these are all the ones that aren't on display and I'm like oh that is the difference between curation and clutter and collection 
they only have two or three dead birds on display, but they have thousands of dead birds. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Right. In the back. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And it's like all the skulls and shrunken heads and stuff that they have at a natural history museum. They're only displaying the coolest piece. And that also lets me pick the ones that I like. And it also shows me the ones that right now, my favorite one is the part six Jason with the spear, but I swapped out the head to have the worms in the eye. Like he just mm-hmm. came out of the grave and he's got the big spear and he's going to get you. That to me is a cool piece as opposed to just a random part three one with a, you know, having all of them, there's nothing to focus your, 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 your look on. There's nothing to focus on. That's, 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 that's what I realized. That's what I realized. You guys didn't see it, but he pushed up his metaphorical glasses with his finger. Eh, ah. But no, what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And and that brings us kind of back to what this episode is. We, <laughs> we, uh, you guys didn't know we were doing an episode. You thought we were just jibber jabbing. Um, we got an ep, uh, we, we went to San Diego Comic Con this year and we got some really great interviews. We got some really great swag. We bombed some panels, but we landed an interview slash tour that we've kind of been half assly trying, but trying for years to get right. And that is, of course, the NECA booth. We've been in touch with them in the past. They've they've said they'd try to do stuff, but it's too busy at Comic-Con. We kind of reached out to them too late uh, at other points. Because of our Ghostface Killer Trivia, we reached out to them for some prize donations, and they hooked us up with some beautiful Ghostface stuff, some ultimate figures, a cloth figure, um, some some Toonie Terror figures. They really did an amazing job. Danielle, Danielle over there and our man Blaine it was so cool because they were very excited. The people that I reached out to and that agreed to help us out with some donations were very excited. They were excited to talk to us. They were super excited to hopefully talk with Roger L. Jackson, which we weren't able to make happen this time, but we will. But they were so they thought it was such a cool idea to do the the panel that way, and they were happy to be a part of it. I'm hoping we can continue to do stuff later. I was talking with this woman named Danielle. She said, come by, we'll do a, a, a tour at their booth. And for you guys, you guys know what NECA's booth looks like. It's all these beautiful glass shelves with beautiful displays of every one of their gorgeous figures going all the way around. You can walk around and to actually go with someone who knows those pieces, knows those characters Designed and actually worked in their some production. Yeah. yeah, like worked with their production. So to hear some behind the scenes stories and stuff and watch that. It was so cool. And what makes it even better for 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 me is setting this stuff up with Danielle. Another guy from NECA responded to my original email. I was like, hey, do you mind if I do the tour? My name is Blaine and I am the ghost face guy at NECA. And as you'll hear in the interview, NECA seems to be a company that's like, hey, man, this guy, this character, this movie, this franchise is your deal. Well, you should probably be one of the heads of this this disfigure, this, this department, this whatever. So Blaine is their ghost face guy. That is his stalker. So he was like, can I show you guys the tour? Can I give you the tour? Can I be in the, in the, in the interview? And I was like, let's do it. And he was, I mean, you'll hear he is our kind of people, right? This look, we got some great interviews, but very rarely, like, you know, like when you interview somebody who's big, they're like, I know I'm big. You're interviewing me. It's a thing. Blaine's like, we're just hanging out, talking about cool stuff, nerding out and just having a good time about it. And like that is that is some of my favorite interviews that that when the guest on our show is just having as much as fun as we are. And that's nerding out. That's what it is. It's not an interview, it's nerding out. And And this is like we the way that we the way that we do this interview, Rumi and I kind of both do it at times. And when I'm doing the talking and I am listening to the responses at the same time as you're doing an interview. So you don't get like, um, um, ums. I always have to think one step ahead of like, okay, what's, what's the next question I'm planning to ask unless he says something that pulls it in a different direction. You got to flow with it. Right. But there are so many times that you just wanted to be like, yeah. And, and, and then what? Cause you don't want to ask, you know, you don't want to talk about what you want to talk about. You just want them to keep going and you just like start nerding out. And it's like, you, it's almost like you take the headphones off and just crack a beer or a soda and just start shooting the shit, which is essentially what it is, you know? And Blaine was awesome. He was smart. He was funny. He certainly knew Ghostface, certainly knew NECA, right? And it was just, it was one of those, I think we were scheduled for a half hour meeting. It lasted longer than that. And for sure, we got to have this guy back on. I would go to the movies with this dude. You know, I would invite him to go see, you know, a midnight movie, you know, Jason, Jason lives or Jason's on a boat, some shit. That would be fun as hell to do, right? <laughs> well, let's throw this interview. Let's show it off. All right. This is our interview at the NECA booth, San Diego Comic-Con 2023. 
Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. We are here, San Diego Comic-Con, at NECA, with our man Blaine. Blaine, say hi to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> um, we're at NECA. Can you tell us, what is your role with NECA? Uh, so I, oh gosh, how much time do you have? Uh, so I'm with product development, and what that means is I basically conceptualize an action figure, so I will do the concept art for an action figure, uh, go with the, the look of the action figure, where the articulation is going to go, what accessories it'll come with, uh, and then I uh, kind of guide it along the process. So I work with the sculptor to make sure that the sculpt reflects uh, what the licensor has approved, uh, then work with the paint or paint myself, uh, and then on to the factory for production, uh, and then work with package design, all the fun stuff. So that's your job. That's my job. As a human who's into nerd stuff, because you and I talked a little bit before the show, so I know that you're into this, where does your fandom lie as far as either within NECA stuff or just in general? What gets you excited? So I am definitely like a fan of nerd pop in general, so okay. I have way too many that have nothing to do with NECA that I'll, like, I mean, Star Wars, Marvel, uh, you know, Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, I can just keep going. It's ridiculous. Uh, Jurassic Park, I just saw there's an exclusive. I'm plugging other companies' exclusives <laughs> at Comic-Con. Um, we heard it here first right? at NECA. Uh, within the realm of NECA, I really did, you know, choose NECA as a profession because of the licenses that we carry and because of the uh, aesthetic and quality of work that we put out. So within NECA, I can't really say that there's one of our lines I'm not at least a casual fan of. Uh, when it comes to TMNT, I would say Lost, uh, The Last Ronin is definitely kind of like my revival into TMNT. Uh, that's been okay. the best TMNT that I've seen come out in years. My TMNT, although I... You know, was a child of the early 80s, and I love the cartoon. Mine are the 90s movies. That's just, that speaks Hell to yeah. me. Uh, so really into that. And then a uh, huge horror fan, and I love campy horror as well, so I work on the Elvira brand, and that yes. just, that's my niche. We are standing here at the booth. There is a giant turtles display in front of us, and I see the Ben Bishop, Last Ronin figures. Yes. They're fantastic. Down below under them are the all-red bandana Mirage, Eastman, and I guess Larson was in there a little bit too, designed figures back in the day. Mm -hmm. Those are my favorite iteration of the Turtles, with Leo with the two parallel swords, not yes. this X bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, uh, Mike Puzo, who is our painter on the entire Mirage line, and he does traditional paint, uh, as you can see, I mean, it looks like those sculpts and those decos, it, it jumped right out of the it's pages. fantastic. So. Let me ask you, you've been at NECA for a while. I've been with NECA for three years. All right. Of the stuff that you have worked on, give me like a top, uh, something that you're a fan of, both as a nerd and as a creator. Ghostface, hands down, easy. Yeah? Oh, uh, without, I, without question. NECA has already done a bunch, and I know there's more coming down the pipe. Yes. Is all of the Ghostface your favorite, or is there one specific thing or one specific accessory from one specific figure that you're down with? Oh, that's good. I'm trying to not reveal something. There is an accessory coming out in a future ghost face that I am most proud of, and it is a nod to the good traditional fun world Halloween costume ghost face. Wow, that's, that's a, a deep cut. Yeah, yeah that's and all I, I can I, say. I at least know a bit of what, well, I at least know some possibilities. I love it, I love it. All right, <laughs> that's, all right that's exciting. From your fandom that you're into, what is something that you slash NECA has not done yet that you personally would be interested in working on? That's another easy one as well. So as part of my portfolio to get the job, I had done uh, you know, a few sheets of concept work just off you know, whatever I wanted to do. Okay. And I did uh, an entire line where I only had to do one concept. I did an entire line of how I would envision uh, NECA-style Demolition Man 
uh, action figures. Get yeah. out! <laughs> I would love that. We do not have the license, and there's no plans, but that's uh, as... I'm just thinking of all the yeah. figures. Oh, yeah. The three seashells absolutely came with Spartan. It was glorious. <laughs> do you think anyone would buy the, Ro- the Rob Schneider figure? Absolutely. I would. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes me love you or hate you, but um, I mean, I'll look at it for sure. Uh, that's a, that's a, wow. I want to see those concepts. That they are on my social. Okay. And they're uh, who uh, the toys that made us actually had retweeted them, and I was like, oh, okay, I'm getting this job. That's awesome, man. <laughs> yeah. How cool yeah. is that? Well, we I'm are hop here. In here with this. Can we uh, can we move down to some of the monster stuff? Yes, absolutely. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. So, I am super excited about this miner here. My Bloody Valentine is one of my favorite slashers of all time. It's so underrated. And this is awesome. I have the Toonie Terror one. I think that one's so cool. But I am so excited to see an ultimate. Tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so uh, I can't believe how popular this character is within our, our you know, community. Right? Um, we have done multiple versions of the 8-inch retro. We've done multiple versions of the Toonies. They've done extremely well, uh, so it just got to the point where we're like, we have to do an ultimate. Everybody wants this. I'm so uh, excited. So we did it. We, you know, obviously new tooling. Uh, some things are scaled down. The box is more screen accurate than the than the retro. Uh, to go on a talking point that we talked about earlier, every time we're able to revisit a license or a figure, we're able to upgrade and and you know, whether it be technology or something we noticed, make it the best it can possibly be, so. Does that heart box open? It absolutely does. And there's a heart inside. There absolutely is. Yeah! Okay. thousand percent. I'm so freaking excited. You got Chucky from the show. I don't even know where to go next, but one of my uh, next favorite ones to talk about here is Alex Murphy getting blown apart. Yeah, we've, uh, you know, we kind of just hid this in... In the booth, you know, it's lower. Uh, we didn't have any other new Robocops to show, uh, but we just had two releases of Robocop last year, and they did it very well. And we we're like, <laughs> I bought them all. We had awesome. I mean, that chair set, the it's chair set, oh, amazing. Absolutely. So, where was the next evolution? <laughs> Does it hurt? Does it hurt? <laughs> like, and I come mean, on. yeah, so you've got obviously the removable arm and the uh, swappable bulletproof vest uh, for that wonderful child-friendly scene. Can I tell you a quick story about that? Go for it. I was way too young when I saw this scene. Weren't we all? <laughs> no. We all I hadn't, were. I hadn't even seen the movie yet. It was on the news. Because oh, the news was like, talking this movie's it. terrible for kids. And they played that scene. And I was like, what? Yeah. Yep. This, is a, this is a childhood scar memory unlocked, and I can't wait to buy it and put yeah, it on the show. Yeah, we're very, very happy to have, you know... Again, that was something where we had to go directly through talent to get likeness rights. And I mean, he's cool, luckily. Right? Look at it. It's, it's amazing. The next thing, we got to hit this up. Dude, speaking of things. Yes. Speaking of thing, John Carpenter's a thing. Um, this was actually something that years ago, uh, our, our VP was like, nah, we're not going to do figures. They'll never sell. Oh. And it just, you know, and we love the movie. It wasn't anything against the movie. How do we make that this That wasn't toyetic? a VP. That was an alien that looked like a uh, VP. Yep, yep, yep. You had to put the glasses on to notice. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping we get more people from Outpost 31. I want a Windows. I want a Nulls. I want a Childs. Like, if the <laughs> we say this with every line, but if the line does well, we would of course love to continue. Love to continue, and um, so we've got our third version of McCready, and this is his like fully snowed out You're final make me battle. Buy another one, absolutely. Come but on. <laughs> if you look at this, you know it's not just a re-release. There are tons of new accessories, tons of new sculpt, and the the ultimate dog creature. I mean, it's module, so you can go. Uh, we lost we lost the dog head somewhere. It's but down there. <laughs> perfect. I'll, I'll lift that up. But you can literally, it's almost a two-pack. You can go from just this really cute-looking husky dog to this disgusting-looking creature. And, and, you know, everything snaps in and out, uh, so you can really... What are the squiggles on his back? What is that texture? Is that just is that plastic? Is that's it a bendable? flex piece? So what? yeah, it's a slightly slightly bendable, so it won't snap. Uh, the legs are actually articulated. It's it's fantastic, and I have to give uh, our packaging designer Chris Ramo a shout out. He uh, drew this packaging 
from the ground up, and I want this on a steelbook cover. Of all your pa- your, your package is always classic. Like you, you know, you'll walk into Target and be like, "I'm not buying." Oh, look at that NECA package uh-huh. in your bag. This is one of the most impressive packagings that you guys have done in a while because it's so unique. It doesn't look like any of the other no. like yes. consistent branding. Yes, but in its own right, is badass. Yeah. I love it. We didn't know kind of how to take ultimates to the next level because what's more ultimate than an ultimate, right? So we're starting to do more, which you've seen within the last two, three years. We're starting to do more online exclusives. So this is going to be a direct-to-consumer through the NECA store online. All right. Uh, And we wanted to kind of find a way to elevate it. And I think we did it, obviously, in the sculpt and the paint, but also in the packaging. So thank you for noticing. Incredible stuff. My partner, Rumi, wants to know. Jason figures, Friday the 13th figures. Yes. Can we expect any more, especially ones that might come from space? (laughs) Uh, Well, we did take a little bit of a pause on Friday the 13th. And we. We all did. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We are very, very passionate about the franchise. Sure. And uh, we are working very hard to make sure that it continues in figure form. All right. Okay. Expect that Jason X coming soon, guys. <laughs> Thanks, NECA. All right, so I'm going to tell you right off the bat, this is the case that it, uh, that I respond to the hardest just because it's got Predator. Predator is my, uh, even though I didn't love the design of Prey, of the, the creature from mm-hmm. Prey, the fact that it was designed well and that it was a bitchin' Predator movie. Like, none of the other bullshit that's not Predator stuff. It was a Predator movie. It's great. And I'm looking at the figure here. It is fantastic. Can you talk about some of the accessories and some of the things that that figure specifically is able to do? Yes, absolutely. So uh, we did something. We've done a few. We've done this with a few of the Predator, but mm-hmm. we did something a little different where instead of doing uh, alternate heads and having kind of, you know, for collectors, we run out of space. Uh, having cumbersome heads, we just have alternate jaws. So uh, his, his kind of jowls can switch out between mouth open, kind of big mouth snarling, and mouth closed. Uh, his kind of bone helmet is removable, and that just clicks oh, cool. in. So, yeah, nice. you don't have to do an alternate head, head for that. Stand. Okay, cool. Uh, we have a few different versions of his spear, both... Extended and unextended. Uh, his, I'm gonna botch it. I'm just gonna say blaster and backpack are actually uh, attachable by magnet on his back. That Ooh. is my, probably my, my favorite feature of that. Uh, the dread tentacles are a very soft flex piece, so he actually does have those back spikes that you see in the movie. That was something important to us to try to get that. Sure, okay. Uh, So we went with a much, much softer flex piece for his hair, uh, so that A, it wouldn't destroy the spikes, and B, they're thinner in that movie, so you get more of that posability, uh, and just to make it as toyetic as possible. Another one of my favorite features of this is the uh, actor, the stunt actor, who was in that suit playing the Predator, uh, came into the studio and was actually able to look at our prototype and give kind of input and say, oh, you know, my hands looked a little more like this, my feet looked a little more like oh, that. Oh, as far as, like, the performance goes is what he was doing Just Yeah, the body? look, because we oh, want to make sure, cool. you know, when he's gripping his, his staff, when he's, uh, you know, extending his claws, uh, we want to make... We're NECA. We want to make sure it looks as accurate as possible, and that movie kind of had... Um, you know, some quick moves. They did a little bit of CGI overlay on some of the pieces. Uh, so it was hard to kind of decide exactly what details were, uh, you know, accurate to the source material, which were screen accurate. So we were able to, you know, work with the actors and the studio uh, to get something that, I mean, look at it. It's and that's so cool. While you're talking, I'm looking at his knee joints. Yeah. And I can see how many different points of motion and movement there are in each knee. Yeah, and very I poseable. Rem- I remember the first jungle predator that was just like... In the blister packaging. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just like a Frankenstein. But it's... it's, it's, it's it, I mean, all art evolves, right? And, yes. And you guys, as a, as a figure-making company, you're, you're artists, this is art, and your products have evolved. You understood what we wanted, and I'm sure there's you guys have customer feedback, and technology improves, and like you said, now you have like a 
uh, movie, a film-specific stance that that figure can do. Yes. And we all remember, like, I mean, Kenner Star Wars, right? It was yeah. those night. Your five you know, POA. Yeah. Yep. 180 degree arms. That's all you got. Spin them around. That's it. Not even the right color lightsabers. <laughs> um, you said that's what made it. You said something really interesting about this that I wanted to ask. You said that the spikes on the back were very important for you guys to include. That makes me think that there are some things with some toys, some figures that you can't include sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime that you're scaling something down, uh, you know, hair. Um, Gosh, like like the spikes on on his back. If you watch the movie, he's got these little kind of hair-like spikes on his back. Um, sometimes when you scale things down, it's just not possible, or it would snap so easily. Sure, and sure. And we already try to go as screen accurate as possible and as thin as possible. Um, so sometimes it's just not possible. Sometimes, you know, it's a rights thing. If you look at our, you know, Back to the Future is a perfect example. If you look at his shoes or or his hoverboard. You know, the hoverboard doesn't say the company that it said in the sure, movie. Right, right, right. Uh, the, the sneakers aren't the brand that they were in the movie because that's another brand. Sure. Uh, so depending on the reasoning, sometimes we have to alter to fit the action figure. So it's really great when we can add those very specific details. For things like um, breakability, like you're talking about thin pieces of things that could break, which, let's be honest, NECA has gotten the finger pointed at them a couple times for we have. thin pieces, right? Yep. And fair enough. But um, for that kind of stuff, do you, if, you're, if you guys as a company decide, oh, we, we have to omit this from a figure or from a toy for whatever reason, do you have to kick that back to the original licensee for, for approval? Like, hey, we're losing the back spikes. Is that cool? Or is that part of the contract that you guys are allowed a certain amount of leeway to either add or take away? Uh, that's a really great question. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it depends. Sometimes we will sculpt the way that we think it will work the best. And a studio will send it off for approval. And okay. if it gets approved, great. If it doesn't, they'll give us notes. Um, and again, sometimes studios are super involved and, or, or talent is super involved and will say like, oh, this doesn't quite work for a toy. And they'll say, I, I don't want my toy unless, unless it's got it's that. Got okay. um, yeah. And we don't want to go, you know, to kind of talk on the whole like snapping thing. We're not a toy company uh, in the sense of children's toys, right? We're a collectible company and we hope that when we do reveal, you know, like the gauntlet spikes on the on the Predator, Leo's uh, katanas, we want to make sure that we don't have to thicken them up and uh, to look like a kid's toy. Sure. And we hope that the adult collector will realize that this is a, a collector's piece uh, and, you know, handle it with care. We don't always. We Keep it in the package? We is think, that what you're saying? No, stop, no. stop cuddling your toys, right, kids. Right? But, you know, when you're, when you're posing, we, do, we want you to take them out. I'm an out-of-box collector, and I yeah. want to pose them on the shelf. Um, I have statues that I do that with as well. But when I open a box that is a, a maquette or a statue, and it's got that styrofoam, I'm handling that like the sure, $450 sure. I paid for it. Right. So, yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just... I, I try. I try. I do it with all my action figures, whether it be a kid's toy or an adult collectible. Um, I, you know, heat up the joints to all my action figures. doesn't matter the brand. I'm not going to call out any other brands, but I do it with many, many brands because as an adult collector, I know that I find value in what I'm, I'm spending my money on, and I want to make sure that it lasts. Sure. I hear it. All right. So, Blaine, what do we have in this case? Uh, so this case, we have three different of our kind of sublines. We've got our uh, retro 8-inch cloth, which originally was designed to kind of look like those nostalgic, almost purposely campy, crappy sure, sure. You know, figures from the 70s. Uh, and it's kind of since then evolved with the wonderful tailoring. Uh, Sarah, one of our tailors, does such a great job that we've kind of started making them more hyper-realistic. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, on the left of the case we've got the Elvira brand my personal favorite and I'm very fortunate to get to work on these uh, these are the Red Fright and Boo that kind of iconic classic red sequin dress that she's worn uh, this is the very first collectible action figure that is accurate to that dress in the past they've just done repaints so it's just her black dress repainted with the tatters oh. and the knife uh, no dagger straight hem uh, so really kind of taking those details, making it accurate. We have our second Toonie, which is a deluxe with her on that iconic couch, and Gonk from The Mistress of the Dark Movie. Sure. 
and then revealed here at Comic-Con is Elvira's Scary Xmas special. And uh, she is, again, all new soft goods to recreate that uh, special accurately. She's got her naughty list, which she personally wrote. Uh, she's got a tray of ginger dead, bre ginger dead men and the creature who is stirring. Uh, and she's holding a Bloody Mary because, as she says, who doesn't love a holiday that revolves around a Bloody Mary? And it's literally a little goblin with a big um, stir stick and a bowl, mixing bowl, stirring. Yeah, the creature When you said she stirring. wrote that list, did Elvira actually tell you those names? Cassandra herself. Get out! Gave me that list How of names. How funny! Yeah, so that's they, amazing. They are so her all naughty her list. Friends are like immortalized by in uh, paper form. Yep, <laughs> that's crazy. Yep. Uh, and then we've got a, a kind of a mix of ultimate uh, archive and retros. We love music. Uh, we love bands. We love classic, new. So we've got Willie Nelson, Freddie Mercury, The Misfits, Elton John. Uh, Earlier this year, we released our ACDC figures, lots of band figures. Um, Elton's probably our largest 8-inch retro that we've ever done. Obviously comes complete with a two-scale piano. piano the set insane. list is on there. Multiple expressions, art articulated microphone, bench. It's We go all out for the no, this uh, is This is interesting, and let King me ask Queen you this, and I mean it without offense. Of, of all your guys' line, music is the least interest to me. Even though I love music, it's just not something that I would collect in a figure form. Yeah. Um, Sales-wise, I guess, how do those figures and how do those products rate compared to, you know, some of the, what I would assume is your bigger stuff, like your horror stuff, your Predator, your Ninja Turtles. Where does that, how does that fall as far as interest in, and production? Uh, that's a good question. So with them being the 8-inch retro, it's already a niche market, so we do a lower production run of those compared to, mm. let's say, an Ultimate. Uh, so having a lower production run allows us to hit a certain price point, make sure that we're under, and get them out to specialty stores, which we've done for years. And they actually are getting popular enough where you're seeing them in big boxes. So you're seeing them in Walmart. Absolutely. You're seeing them in Target, Target Best yeah. Buy. Uh, so... I don't know exact numbers, but they're doing well enough for us to, I think we're like on at least a decade in with, Dang, with right. band now, figures. Now, you guys do licenses all the time, right? License, license, license. When you're doing, uh, you know, I see some figures down here. You have Alf, you have Pee Wee Herman, you have a bunch of horror characters. You need to go through different licensing procedures to get those. Is that any different or more difficult when you're dealing with a person and not a character so like for example i'm looking at willie nelson i'm looking at freddie mercury is that a different can of worms to go through than predator or superman because they're not people yes so a lot of times with newer uh licenses a movie that let's say just came out this year mm -hmm. um you know merchandising is huge action figures are huge they are rolled into their contracts so a lot of times newer movies all the talent will that their likeness rights will be rolled into their merchandising contract. I see. We do a lot of nostalgia. So, you know, that did not exist before sure. the days of, like, Kenner. <laughs> I didn't think of that. What a cool thing. Yeah. All right, okay. So when we do, let's say, Alien and Predator, um, you know, we obtain the license for that, and we are able to just do what, whatever. But then when we start getting into the human characters, uh, we have to then go back on top of that license and acquire the license directly through either that talent or their estate uh, and get... The, the rights to use their likeness. And I like that you brought up these kind of cartoon, uh, our Toonie Classics and our Toonie Terrors. This is kind of an interesting, maybe loophole is the right word, but because they are stylized in a form of cartoon, we don't always, if we're not doing the likeness, we don't always have to go to the talent because we're just making a cartoon. Cartoon, okay. Um, is that like, kind of like a parody, like when you're making fun of something? Exactly, it's, it's exactly. Uh, okay. Now, a lot of times we still roll it in and we try to do shared licenses. If we're doing a Toonie Terror, we want to try to do uh, them in another action figure form when we can. Sure, so, okay. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a good example. Elvira is a perfect example. She started as a Toonie Terror. And okay. then we went into the retro 8-inch uh, because we had uh, her likeness. Um, uh, you know... Alf was easy, no likeness, right? Sure. Uh, Pee Wee, we actually do go through Paul for his likeness, and he's very hands-on, so he wants uh, himself, his character, to look a certain way. Sure. So we get to work with them, and that also depends. Some people are really okay with, uh, sure, make an action figure of me, and 
Whatever. They're happy with it. Uh, sometimes they want to be more hands-on. Judith Hogue with uh, the original April O'Neil in the 1990 Ninja Turtles. So hands-on that she was texting us photos of like earrings that she wore in the movie that she still Damn. has. Yeah, so it's really fun to see who is more hands-on, who aren't. And then, and then some people just don't want an action figure of them made. And that's why you'll see some lines have... Um, you know, an array of characters, and then there's that one or two missing, and and we get fans a lot of times like, why don't you make this person? Why don't you make sure. this? Sometimes we try, uh, and they just don't want an action figure of them made for whatever reason. Okay, in the early '90s, there was a Dark Horse Predator comic called Cold War, and those predators specifically want action figures made. They were multiple designs. You talk to them, and they want. <laughs> yeah, well, they email me. <laughs> it was like all red, red hyphen emails all over the place. Please make that freaking figure, Blaine. They were so cool. Ron Randall <laughs> art. Come on, man. <laughs> we will look into it. The Predator, you know, we took a pause during uh, during the pandemic. A lot of the, the factories sh- shut down. And I know that there are still tons of Predator fans out there, especially with the new Prey movie. We've got the Feral Predator on I display here. I saw that. I saw um, that. So I am... Really stoked for kind of a resurgence of the the Predator fa- franchise, um, and you know they went through like a, a, a studio change and everything. They're now uh, acquired by Disney, so yep. we still have a great relationship with them, and we're still pumping them out. We were able to finish the Lost Tribe from Predators, Predators this too. past yep. year, yep. so now that we've caught up, we wanted we really wanted to finish that Lost Tribe out, sure, uh, and that was kind of our mission. So we put other side projects on hold to finish that. Now that they are finished, now that we've got Prey coming out. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping, and I know a lot of the people at NECA and at Disney are hoping that the Predator line is not finished. You said side projects. Can you tease a couple of those side projects? Well, you know, it's no secret. Uh, a few years ago, we kind of teased an image of Wolf Predator, and I know a lot of people are asking for Wolf yep. Predator. You know, that was one where we we had to pick and choose. Was it continue to work on the Lost Tribe or was it do that and, and we chose the Lost Tribe because we had already started it because Predators is so iconic we had so many characters of them so you know if, if the opportunity arises with a new studio to continue those we absolutely will Wolf Predator emailed me and he was like Cold War can go first <laughs> done <laughs> done so I want to take a look at Freddie Mercury with you really quick I'm going to have to buy multiples of this because I'm going to do Freddie Mercury. I'm going to put the glove from Freddy Krueger. I'm going to put a Freddy Krueger head, Robert England on there. Probably paint that with a red and green sweater. What do you I think? Lo- that I love a good, good mashup. <laughs> I, love, I love seeing customizing. I, I love it. You know what I want to do? Do you remember show Supermarket Sweep? Was that like where you just got the car? It went? You ran around grocery yeah. stores and knocked shit yeah. in the heart. I want to do that at NECA. <laughs> that would be... You could even, like, handicap me, like, hardcore. <laughs> like, I could be in a sack and only be able to use pinkies, and I would, oh, man, can you imagine that shit? <laughs> That's what it's like working in our studio. <laughs> That's great, though. What Sample a, day. What a great thing that you get to, to be a part of, that you get to do. You guys said you're a tight crew that likes to work together, and, yep. and you guys care about what you're doing. You care about the products. You care about what we as fans think. So uh, for Absolutely. everybody, I'll say thank you. Thank you. Um, so for wrapping it up, I guess, what's something that you want to let us know to keep our eyes out for? It could be, it doesn't have to be something that hasn't been mentioned or doesn't have to be a tease per se. What's hmm. something that you know nerds are going to get excited about soon, NECA-wise? Well, I know what I'm going to get excited about soon. We, during our 31 nights of Halloween, uh, and I obviously through your shirt and through talking with you, I know you're a Ghostface fan, as am I. Um, You know, we did tease a version to Ghostface concept art during our 31 nights of horror. We don't have it here on shelf because Fun World got a new mask in their catalog, and I absolutely said that this needs to go in the pack. So... By New York Comic Con, we will have a new Ghostface to show, a real one, not just a concept, and uh, you will able you'll be able to feast your eyes on the upgrades that we've been able to stick. Fun in World is the original manufacturer of the original Ghostface and the current. Made. Yep. Yeah, he's in, they still from make. the first one. They still do it, yep. and now they make all different colors and chrome and neon and all this other stuff. Yep. Um, wow, that's that's. I mean, how exciting, man. How cool that you guys get to work on that license with that thing. And you said you're a big Ghostface guy. Like, is Ghostface your horror guy? Like, that's that's your slasher? Yes. So, you know, obviously, 
they feature Ghostface in a slasher movie, and they really did just find they reference it in the movie, which is very meta, and I love that. Um, but they reference that they just found this Halloween costume at any you know store, yeah, any five and dime. Uh, and and I love that you know when I was a kid, way too young to be watching it, uh, the Halloween series was my series. It was my introduction into horror. It's what I loved. And, um, you know, what got me into Ghostface was kind of the simplicity of it, that mm -hmm. it was just a Halloween costume. Whereas with Halloween, uh, it was just uh, a jumpsuit, like a, you know, an auto mechanics jumpsuit and uh, a Captain Kirk mask. Sure, sure. Um, so that's kind of what got me into, into Ghostface. And, you know, the movies that he's featured in are just such like a, a meta commentary on slasher and they reference classic slasher especially michael myers and halloween uh and that's what made me fall in love with it immediately let me ask you one more i, I want to talk to you all fucking day as a as an artist right uh -huh. the design of michael myers the yes. design of ghostface it's very simplistic but also ridiculously iconic yes. right like ghostface black robe and a mask and like there's intricacies that make that robe the ghost face robe, mm -hmm. but like you could do any robe would do in a Halloween costume, right? right? At least in a pinch. Why do you think something like, let's take Ghostface's design, why is that so iconic? Why do we all gravitate towards that? Why do we aesthetically like that as a character? I think it's the simplicity. You know, when you go into more intricate lo looks, uh, it hits, I think, a more of a niche market where. Um, you have to kind of do a deep dive and recognize that. And something like Michael Myers' Ghostface, uh, you know, in its simplicity is so easy to recognize by mass market. Anyone can dress up as Ghostface for Halloween and every door they go to is going to recognize it, whether they've seen it in a movie or at a Halloween store, they're gonna recognize that. So, um, you know, I think in its simplicity, uh, it, it's more recognizable and in itself becomes more iconic. Do you like scary movies? <laughs> Why don't you hit us with NECA's social media and where to follow NECA, as well as your own personal if you're up for it. Absolutely. Uh, so, as mentioned before, my own personal is Blainer Things. Uh, that is my own private account, not affiliated with NECA. You know, the views and expressions, I got to do that whole disclaimer. Uh, then NECA, we've got NECA underscore toys at Twitter. We've got NECA official uh, on Instagram and NECA toys official on Facebook. And you guys know to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Blaine, thank you very much, man. Thank you. Absolute pleasure. Oh, pleasure. Whoa, wait, wait. Pleasure. No, we got to do. Oh. We got a secret handshake. Here's how we do it. Oh, Come it's not the Rob side. Schneider from no, no. Demolition Man. I, we already discussed the <laughs> Rob Schneider stuff. All right, we're going to come in from the side. Uh huh. We hit it. You invert like a rocket ship. And then when we blast off, you make a raspberry. Ready? Done. How many people have done that into this microphone today? <laughs> first today, but Great. overall, but there's a good pedigree of spit going into that microphone. Done. That's a great as long as there is. Too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ready? <laughs> Launchpad Pod. Dude, Blade's cool. <laughs> Blade's cool. <laughs> so. Just this past week, I don't know when this is coming out. This is a this is a nebulous time zone, uh, time time travel situation. Um, he released his design for the Sandy or the New, New York, York City Comic Con exclusive, which is a Ghostface takes Manhattan figure. Which I'm like, I want it so bad. Mm -hmm. It's a brand new Ghostface, Ghostface sculpt. It looks very different from any of the other ones we've done. It's the new face um, system that they're doing, which is like a magnetic face, so you don't have to pop the heads off you like pop the the face plate off as magnets and has a bunch of different like ghost face faces bloody you got a pride one you got a the, the stab green one um all kinds of and it comes with a little statue of liberty with a ghost face face on it and a playbill with the ghost face like silhouette on it <laughs> that is so cool that is so cool to me i am <laughs> <laughs> hey, anybody in New York, any listeners in New York, hook us up, yo. I will pay for it. I'll pay for shipping for it. If you're going to New York Comic Con, let me know. Let's see what we can make happen. Serious. I, I want that thing. It looks so good. And this is, today is August 21st that we're recording this. Yeah. Comic Con uh, was like the week of July 19th, 2021. 
I think we talked with Blaine on the 20th and he off mic told us a couple things Ghostface related that were coming up. And this is one of the things that he kind of teased to us that I just was so cool to hear him talk about it because he wasn't like, oh, the product that my company has made is going to be like, he was like, he's like, guys, I got the gold space is good. Yeah, it was like so cool to talk about. I want to see, we have to have him back on because he was like, I literally stopped production when I had this idea. I was like, wait, 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 wait. We can't put this out until I get this in in the promo art because I have this great idea and we're going to do it. And they're like, we love it. We love it. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll make it happen. And like, I want to know what it is. Like, what was it? Is it the Playbill? Is it the, you know, is it the statue? Like anything. I want to know what it is. But that's so cool. That's so cool that you get to go in and you say, what ghost face do I want to draw today? And like, he designed the Pee Wee Herman. Toonie, Toonie Terror. I don't, I mean, it's not a monster, but like, you know, RIP Pee Wee Herman. But he got to design that. That's so cool. Like, are you serious? Like, you get to do the things you love and then make toys out of it. And then everybody wants that. Matt, here's a question for you. I'm putting you on the spot. What toy line, even if it doesn't exist, if you could work at NECA, what would you try and make? Oh, that's a good one. Um, the, my first answer just off the top of my head without thinking of it, and this might not be my final answer, but I'd go with the V, the miniseries. That's awesome. Um, and here's, I, I already, there's two lines. You have one line that is the super detailed, authentic looking NECA shit that they do now that looks like beautiful collectors, ultimate edition figures. But you also release a line of almost like Super 7 reaction figures that they play with in the show. Because if you remember, there's one scene where the kids are playing with visitor toys. Yeah, I want those fucking toys, too, because they had spaceships. <sighs> Wouldn't that be cool? Off the top of my head, that would be mine. Please tell me you'd have the one where uh, what's the reporter's name? He's played by Beastmaster. Uh, Mike Donovan. Mike Donovan. With his his recorder and like it comes with a, a helicopter and it's in a set that's way too expensive. That, yeah, that's the, <laughs> the helicopter. Chase, it's a two pack. The helicopter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Third um, third world. I don't know if it's named, but third uh, world country. I can just see the NECA toy of the leader of the visitors. What's her name? Who eats the hamster? And it, Diana. Like, She's not Diana. the leader, but Diana. But she comes with like the hamster and a regular face, and then the. The big face and you can dump the little yeah man but in. think of how fucking cool that would be right? right and you know think about it everyone right now who's ever seen v and who's ever seen a neca figure think about what aaron just said think about that got 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 face of diana's head think of how cool that would look because when you watch it it looks like a weird fake special effects head but it looks baller in the show neca would make that look so cool three-dimensional, you know, what would that probably be? Like six-inch scale. It would look so cool. Yeah. And a little... And take a little, my money. Take my money. Take my little money. A little guinea pig that you have to, like, be able to slide down her throat. That is so cool. <laughs> and of course, like, the ones with, the, like, the half face, you know, with their faces ripped off. And then mm-hmm. we get... You get... They already have the sculpt, you know, of of, of, of Robert England over there. Robert England. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know I that exists. Job. Um, I I want to do a line that's an accessories pack for all their thing, and it's it's literally um a set of people that you can set up as as like victims for Jason or Freddy, nondescript. Oh. They they don't have to be spe- they like look if we can get the rights to somebody specifically from the movies, that's great. But I'd rather just like a camp counselor, and like you get to customize the shirts. He has like a guitar. He's you know he's he's like happy and doesn't know that Jason's behind him with a giant machete, but he's also like you get a scared head where he's like oh shit, uh. and then of course like a slot in the head for an axe or a machete, and then like Freddy Krueger you can swap out the front of the shirt for a bunch of slashes across it, and you have like male and female figures for different things. A predator, you have like a gang member, and he's like ah get some motherfucker. <laughs> he's got the cocaine under his nose, and you can oh but the cocaine is is like it's like wipe on with ice. Remember those toys that had a. Co- <laughs> So, so the Predator Two gang member, <laughs> Neca was like, "We're gonna hire this guy based on his um on his on his victim idea." But the cocaine color change—that's you're out. No, you're I hired. think I think you fucking lead with that. That's when they come to you with the job offer, Ruby. You say, <laughs> "I want that in the contract." That's yeah. going to be in the con. Like that's it. And I know Neca has done. I think Neca has done. Um water uh cold temperature water changing terminator 2 figures if i'm not mistaken right and and like i think th- they did think about it like they're nondescript but they could fit for any toy like yeah yeah you have like again if you have the if you have the ones that kind of look more like a gang member like somebody who's like a, a thuggish character 
and he's like, ah, and he looks like he's being like stabbed by a predator. Well, then you just swap his legs out for the one that has his balls blasted off. Now he's a RoboCop like <laughs> character, right? And then, and then, like you know, and then, and then you you flip him upside down, and he's back to predator. Like, there's so much versatility because, as a you know, when I design toys in my head, it's all about versatility because I never played one toy with one thing. Like, sure, yeah, you yeah. Know, my GI Joes were also Ghostbusters, were also Predators, were also Terminators. You know, like it, it, it you know, over. you can make it totally modular too. Where like you're saying, Bingo. gang member, you could make about. a torso, even if you just did upper half and lower half, right? You could take a bandana. I mean, not to be stereotypical racist, but you could take a bandana and sunglasses and chains on or off, change the jacket or the outer thing, and you could have a whole different type of character well, right and yeah it, and that works for friday the 13th that works for predator that works for robocop that works for freddy like they all as long as they have that like 80s vibe to them it works perfectly and that's that's something that i would be very interested in and like i'm even like thinking about 3d printing them myself if you don't make them but like i want that ability to again like what is the wound in the chest do i have a hole that goes straight through that you can see through that i can put a spear in a couple of holes to have have like i would love like just the magnet shirt pops off like they do for the freddy chest of souls that has like the prongs of a of a pitchfork coming out the front so i could have mm. you know jason behind him I, like there's just i think there's a lot of opportunity there that i i, I get why you wouldn't do that because it's macabre gross but at the same time like that's what i want <laughs> <laughs> I think they have a couple accessory packs of like skin predator victims and shit like that. So mm -hmm. it like it is macabre and gross, but like that is the bread and butter of a lot of the franchises that NECA has or has or has had the rights to, right? Because I would because um, especially now that they came out with that campfire scene that I had to get um, the little <laughs> the little campfire. I want people to sit around it, so I need a guy sure. like playing a guitar and a chick going like, "Oh shit!" And there's like Jason behind her, you know? <laughs> Come on. See, that's what you want. I'm thinking that I'm going to make a little like uh, lake bed scene mm -hmm. and I'm going to have the topless girl. Because if you take off all the, the clothes of the dolls, the girls at least are anatomically correct waist up so that they could be splashing in the water and stuff when Jake, Jason is sneaking up behind them. <laughs> I mean, and, and if, if they if they do the sculpt correct, they could also do a sleepaway camp finger with that very same thing. It'd be great. <laughs> and then you could take the dick off of the um, <laughs> you could take the dick off of the sleepaway camp figure and use it for the RoboCop victim, right? <laughs> See, this works. We're genius toy makers and we didn't even know it. NECA, hire us. Right now, Blaine is getting fired because they have all this in the pipeline and we're just smart enough to know it. And they're blaming Blaine for leaking. Wait a minute. You told them about the dick figures? No, I swear I did it. Watch the interview. I saw you tapping. Were you tapping about the RoboCop dick blowing off figures? <laughs> Uh, guys, what's your favorite NECA figure? Have you ever spent way too much on them? Uh, do you have a bunch of glass cases packed full of them? Remember, be a curator, not a clutterer. Uh, let us know. Hit us up on social media. Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod on our website, LaunchpadPod.com and on YouTube. Blaine, I, I hope we didn't scare you off, dude. Please, please come back on the show and and join us. You were cool. <laughs> and also, can you please make? I want to make now. I want to make action figures of me and you mid high five with spear holes in us, so that a predator or Jason could spear us through the high five. How baller would that be? Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, genius toy makers right here. How did we know? How did we not know? Like we're great podcasters, handsome boys. Genius toy makers, add it to the list. What can't we I've, do? Yeah, I, I I never thought about it, but I would have said yeah. I would have said yeah. We could do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, only one thing left to do, buddy. Bless. <sighs> There's a button on my back when you press it. It goes. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Rocketeers, and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three.